Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. My cup. Think we are decked on the sea, clean for them to up. Get me pains of Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm Judy Gold, which is why I'm speaking right now, because it's my podcast. And I'm so excited for part two of my interview with Jackie Cation. She is hilarious. Uh, this is our last broadcast for this year of 2021. So I hope you enjoy. And I'll say this at the end, but I want to get, make sure I get it in the beginning. I uh, will be performing on Christmas Day at Stand Up New York in New York City. So sit back, relax, and here we go. So you go to Wisco. Bill Kinnison has a club there. He's the brother of Sam. Yep. You go to a show. You heckle. Mm-hmm. I you do. You heckle Sam. I am hammered and I yell. I've never been out What did public. you yell? I. He said, I'm from Peoria. And I yelled, I'm so sorry to hear that. And that's how it starts. And then I won't shut up. Judy Gold. So you're one of worse. right. So you're yeah. one of the things in the audience that we hate. It is more. an indictment against my. Whenever I am heckled, I'm just like, "Look who's doing time for the crime here!" Right. And because uh, they eventually the manager comes over and he's like, "You have got to shut up." The open mic is on Sundays, and I was like, "Okay." What was Sam doing at this point when you're? He was eating it. He was not doing well. Okay. He was he was actually having a bad set because I think he was coked up and um and not it was right before he did Letterman and he was doing Bill a favor. And so he brought himself, Freddie Asparagus, Carla Bove, and I think it was the three of them. Right. And um and they were hanging out. And then he he got Sam, he got Bill, all of the guys who were 
like 30, they had like 30 minutes from the comedy store or, or New York that were willing to travel to Madison, Wisconsin for like a nickel. Supposedly this is the boom, right? But, right. but, but Bill is lowballing everybody. He's keeping them in a, you know, in a rat trap apartment on state street. And he's, he's, but he's got them there for seven shows. So by the third week that this club uh, at, of me doing open mics, they're like, we need more comics. And I was of course the only woman. And uh, like what you were saying in the introduction and in retrospect, they were purposefully keeping us separated right. so that they could that so that they could go, oh, you don't think this is funny? I guess you don't know what funny is. Right. And, uh, I'm going to make this fisting joke and you're not going to laugh. Right. Why are you such a, you know, girls anyway? So and you're just like, so eventually I would laugh at things that were mediocrely funny. I mean, I like a good fisting joke, but there aren't that many. There right. That many, There's not right? many good ones. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to you know, keep writing, fellas. Right. But yeah, so I started doing stand-up every day because he was like, well, the club's open seven days. You could have 10 minutes every night until it burned down, until until the, I got a 1.8 that semester. And, um, and then I told my sister, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to drop out of college and go and just do stand-up because it was like heroin. To me. I right. fell oh, into that's exactly, I mean, same. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I had self-esteem. I had an I had, you had control. You I mean all of it. Yes. Oh and my it God. was like an epiphany. I was well, the first time I got on stage, it was like I had an out-of-body experience. Like, what is this? What I, how do I do you this? Get your again? first laugh. You're like, oh my, oh my God. It's really, it's the most incredible thing. But the fact that you're getting on stage every like people don't understand. Stay, there's the only way to be a great comic is stage time. That's it. You could sit at your computer you, and write jokes all day long. You can you like make stupid TikTok videos all day. The only way to be a great stand-up is to get the fuck on stage. And I remember I would write in the corner of my calendar how many sets I did that night because I was in New York, so I could go oh, from right, one so to another. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would write three, one, six. You know. Yeah. And I count how many times I got on stage. And each time, even if it was for five minutes, you were getting better. You were dealing, you know. And Bill said that, you know, he said, you guys are not going to, this is an incredible, you can't put a price on what I'm giving to you people. And I right. was like, you have actually, it's $10 a week. And oh, uh, I got five, we got five at Comedy You This is how I met the women comics. See, cause you're, you're, you're in, in the Midwest. Right. Yeah. So you're in the Midwest. And Comedy U Grand, which was this great place in Soho. I mean, that's where I met everyone. I mean, I remember Ray Romano and John Stewart. I mean, like everyone from my little group. But on Thursday night, they did. And I, I, I still, I did some, when I was writing my book, I was researching this Thursday night show. And the way they advertised it in the papers was Thursday night's all female comedians. It's like doubling down. Like they Ew. couldn't say, yeah. I just, I just feel dirty. I know. And, <laughs> but it was the one night everyone would go hang out. And we got yeah. five. I never forget when I got my $5. That's oh. where I met Henriette. That's uh, Henriette Mantel. I mean. Oh, Henriette Mantel. Yes. It's so great. Yes. I think I met Lori there. Lori. Yeah. Uh, Kilmore. Kilmore. I mean. Did you ever Susie know Esmond, did you ever Ooh. know Van, Vanda Michaels? Yes! V Vanda Michaels was the first woman comic I met. She came to Madison. Yes. She wrote me advice. She was she had to be like 23 years old, 24 years old. And she was a New York comic, and she wrote me the greatest advice. It's framed in my house. What, it, what does it say? It's essentially. Uh, essentially, it's, and it's to have fun, be original. Uh, you know, don't be, oh, don't be a hack. And, and the thing is, is I ran into her probably 10 years ago here. And because she found me on the internet, she was like, cause I, it's on my website advice. I got as a young comic for people. If they just want to click on that link, it's right. on the front page. It's under my new album. You guys, it's under that image anyway. So, but the thing is, is um, I ran into her again and she was, 
she stopped doing stand-up for a couple of years to teach the Dixie Chicks how to do yoga. Oh my uh, God. It's a long story. But whatever it was, I brought the frame thing to because she didn't remember writing it. I brought it to a gig that we did together just to showcase the thing. And she looks at it and she goes, that is my handwriting. I have no memory of writing this. And wow, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting because as I tell uh, people who were fucking assholes as, you know, or are fucking assholes to young comedians, mm-hmm. whatever you say to these young comedians stays with them forever. 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 Whatever. And, and because no matter, even if you're a shitty hack, if you are a working comic, that comic is going to listen to what you have to say because their goal is to be a fucking working comic. And the way they set up the system so that there was only room for one woman so that we would all be like, yeah, that kind of backfired, I think. Um, oh, it did backfire. Yeah. Uh, some of the greatest support I got was from other women. Comics. Right. And and everybody's like, I want to do stand up comedy. And I'm just like, if you if you do it, all you have to do is try it. You will know if not instantaneously. Yeah. Yes. If you want to keep doing it. Right. You will know that you either want to do it or do not do it instantaneously or within four months. Right. Because it is a pain in the ass to hang out. Unlike the karma, it actually, you can find it instantaneously. Yes, now, you can. So, first of all, you're fucking hilarious. I, I just want to say, and I don't, a Thank lot of people so do not make me laugh. Right. Um, I watch it's a lot hard. of comic and I know where the joke is. I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I see oh, where, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. You make me laugh. That's awesome. You, Thank you. That's you're awesome. welcome. And I make you laugh? No. Okay. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, it's right, fine. A little reciprocity. Fuck. Yeah, no. But here's the thing. You call Milwaukee uh, the New York of the Midwest. <laughs> and you I call think- Minnesota the LA of the Midwest. I think I say Wisconsin is more like New York and Minnesota uh, is Wisconsin, more like Wisconsin, yeah. Yes. Wisconsin is more like New York and, and, and yeah, sorry. But in the way, of, yes, in the way that if someone is nice to you, you're nice back. If someone is mean to you, you're mean back. Right. In Wisconsin. In Minnesota, if someone is nice to you, they're nice back. If someone is mean to you, you're nice back, but then you hate them. Right. And it's like, that's all. Because right. I love New York. I think right. I actually love L.A. too, but whatever. Yeah, I love both too, but I love New York. Okay. So you start, You do you graduate? Oh, I graduate yes, because, because I wanted to quit. And right. Dola is the boss like, of me. No like, no fucking way. No, we, it, took and, a, it took a village to fucking get you here. Right. And you're doing it. And you're not fucking. So you leave, you graduate and you start, you really are one of the people who start. I mean, I started. I didn't ha- like people are like, oh, what'd you do? I was comic, you know, like this is yeah. my job skill. But and I had a day job until t- 2003. Right. I had a day job until 80, 90, maybe. I don't know. But yes, we had to work in order chicken. to. And yeah. there were a lot of comics who were purposely, you know, like not working and just complaining. And I was like, that's your own fucking shit. If you're not going to take care of your life shit yeah so that you can do stand-up until you make enough money to do stand-up then go that's your fucking own shit okay right so there's two things i want to talk about i want to talk about i mean this is a really this is an intense conversation i mean first of all you, you got sober after your second dui right yes yes that so would you're be drinking, right and so yeah. here you are you're doing stand-up you're drinking because the culture you're like, people don't understand this. It's it is, free. It's free. It's boring. Um, and there After are so, the I mean, I remember when I was, you, you're so fucking lonely. Yeah. And as a woman comic, you know, people don't realize some guy, you know, with hair coming out of the ears, the nose, the mouth, and, you know, wearing sweatpants and a fucking soup stained t-shirt after they get off stage, they're the hottest fucking thing in the entire world because they're funny. Mm-hmm. But a woman who's funny, I mean, I can't tell you how many nights, even when I was headlining, which is the worst, the guys in front of you want to fucking shoot you. Destroy anything, you. Anything to fuck up your set. And after that show, I'm sitting at the bar like, um, you know, 
can I get a ride home? And meanwhile, hairy sweatpants, it has like 20 girls all over them. And then mm -hmm. we have to go share a fucking condo. Are you writing stuff down because you hate me? No, no, no. I've, uh, uh, because I, I I was thinking that I would write down if what a uh, story tangent. Okay. Okay. Good. Said. I love that. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. we're so insane because I do the same thing. <laughs> so you realize after you stop drinking, mm -hmm. your your stand up experience changed. You became a better comic and a more yeah uh, yeah. More and, but it was your yeah. But it was it was my greatest fear, right? My greatest fear was that I wouldn't be funny anymore, and that I wouldn't get any work because I wasn't partying with these people. Right. And, and all of uh, those are the basic fears, right. That you have whenever you stop doing something self-destructive uh, and you're like, but that's what, what makes me Hemingway. And you're like, oh, right. That's, that's like okay. when I went on antidepressants, I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be funny. And it was like, no, I'm still funny, no. but I don't want to kill myself after the show. You there know what you I go. mean? Right. Um, right. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not like walking around with a pit in my stomach all day. And I think you're one of the only people I can really talk to about this. Well, because I think it, you were grinding it out the same time I was, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And on the road and fucking dealing with this, you know, the misogyny. <laughs> and as you describe it, is it was such a part of the culture. It was and so yes, dumb. And it was, and we... We're all like, okay, and you're just like me, like, okay, great, that's really fucking funny. You want to fuck this, you know? And I'm a fucking dyke, and blah blah blah. And you're like, and you just want to get on stage, and your you, your idea in your special, which is fucking great, get this fucking staycation. In the in the special, you talk about something that's so hot button, and I just love that you you address this that. You're like, well, he's a nice enough guy. You know? <laughs> and that is exactly how it was. It was like, okay, you're going to behave like a fucking asshole woman hater. I'm going to find the, and like Elliot, I'm going to find the one good thing about you because yeah. I have to, I have to deal with you. Right. Right. And I'm going to move on with my life. And, you know, I, you know, these, these people who are me tooing now, God bless them because you don't, I mean, I guess. Stand up. Please do. Stand up. Please do. Because I didn't. I just was like, go fuck. I gave it right back to them. You gave it right back at them. And then you, or you would just go, that's hilarious. Are we going to breakfast at three in the morning? Right. Yeah. So it's like, he's like, you could sit on my face. You're like, great. Anyway, in other news. Oh my God. You know how many, you know, I'm really good at cunning linguists. That's great. I'm a lesbian. I don't want your tongue near my twat. You know, like you put them right back in their place. You know, yeah, you have um, to do it. And then, and and then when and when then it was they over. To, and but then when they talk to other men, they're like, "Oh, she's super. She's a ball buster. She's a little like yeah. an aggro for me." She's, and you're right. like, "Why do you think I'm a little aggressive? Because right. you're such a hunk of junk to hang around with." Right? How am I? And I got to no one else to hang around with. Like I. Even have anyone to make eye contact with, right? Like I did a special, I did some sort of interstitially thing, mm -hmm. and there was another comic, another Beth Stelling was there, Judy, and one of the guys said something gross, and I literally was like, "Oh my god, I can look at Beth Stelling, and we can go look at that," and we did, and it was the greatest. It was right. Such, I was like, "Where was that in 1987 or 1997 or hell?" I mean, because. Those guys are, I mean, all, none of my brothers or my dad are gross, right? My right, dad same. has, he has, he makes terrible life choices. He's not always the most, there's no integrity in sleeping around, right? But he isn't, he isn't an elbow squeezer or like a, like a, like a creepy dude. Like he doesn't right. touch people right. who don't want to be touched. He'll right. talk people to fucking death, but that right. is all. So I, when I would meet these guys, like, they'd be like, I remember I'm doing a one nighter one time and, and, and the, or, or like you were, to, a better story is the guy you're, you're sitting at the bar and you're like, I need a ride back to the hotel. I need a ride back to the hotel. And they're like, okay, I'll give you. And it's just, it's one of, it's like the club owner. Oh, the, please. And he takes me to some, like we're in Missouri or something. He takes me down to the river. He's like, Hey, I want to show you this thing. And he takes me down to the river with this bridge and is like, well, do you want to, would you want to have sex? 
And I'm like, no, I just want to go back to the, and I don't even get shocked or anything. Right, I right. just go, no, I, I just want to go back to the condo and, have, and fall over in a heap. And he's like, all right. And then he drives. And then, so he wants me to blow him in his car. And I'm like, Christ, dude, I just want to go back. I'm just right. trying to do stand-up. I just want to do stand-up and, and not right. have to fend off stupid conversations with dudes who luckily, you know, you know, at the times when I said yes, and then, uh, and this isn't with club owners or bookers or anything, because that would, that would have been dumb right. to sleep with club owners and bookers and sound guys. It's yes. not happening, right. and, but it would, uh, but I would get laid on the road uh, because I, it was cripplingly lonely. Right. Oh, awful. And you, and you could only get drunk enough so many times where you're just like, well, that guy looks like something. Right. And <laughs> you're like, let's go do a thing. And then if the guy didn't have a condom, I would have to kick him out of my room. And luckily, you know, they all left. Or if I changed my mind and the, and if the guy didn't, wouldn't leave, I would have to have sex with a guy who I didn't want to have sex with. Right. And, and there's the difference between us and, you know, we're in the situation, which we've been in many times. Yeah. And we're like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I I don't, I'm not criticizing these, you know, the next well, the generation. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, and I'm not saying just in comedy. I'm saying in life. this idea of, and yes, it's set up so that when we complain, we're hysterical or whatever, but the not calling it out, the the victim part of it, you know, and I just think it's, I guess it's because of how I grew up or, or, or that I'm a big, a, a big woman, you know, where I'm just like, go fuck. I mean, there have been so many horrible instances where I was so uncomfortable, especially being gay. And I didn't hang, yeah. I didn't drink. I mean, I'd have a drink every now and then. I mean, I was, I would, I bring a fuck. I tell this all the time on the show. I brought a suitcase that was a junk drawer full of shit for me to do. Books. Ooh, my clarinet. Toddler huh? bag. Toddler yeah. bag. Nice. I mean, right. I had like a little diaper toddler bag. You're like but, anything. Yeah. But I love that, you know, what happened to that? Tough girl. Well, there's there's a couple of things is that I think that, first of all, there's an we we took the bullet often enough and called guys on it at the same time where you're just like, hey, you're being a dick. And I'm going to be a dick right back at you if you don't stop. And they wouldn't stop. So then they would be all sad sack and go, hey, she was mean to me. And you're like, right. yes. Or she's yes. a bitch. She's a bitch. She's a she's bitch. What, a, what an asshole. What a bitch. And you, I think we took the bullet long enough that when newer comics came up, they have each other. Yeah. Just, and, and, there's, and there were always decent men, too. There were always good dudes who I would sometimes. Oh, yeah. Outside. That, that, who would be like, can I sit next to you? Because I don't want to be by that guy because right, right. that guy's gross. And I'm like, please sit next to me. And, uh, you know, there's hundreds of guys that, I, that I've come up with that are good dudes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And would like there was a guy that I did a one nighter outside of Minneapolis and it was an hour and a half away. And the guy said, hey, I said, do you want me to drive? Because I was featuring. And he goes, no, I, uh, I my car is probably better than your car. He showed up. He's like, but I want you to drive. And I was like, what? So I get in the car. His car's worse than mine. It doesn't have any insurance. We're driving. He gets handsy while we're driving. He's drunk on the way there. And so we get there and I keep having to knock his fucking hand off my leg. We get to the bar. And before the show begins, I call my buddy, Larry, big tall Larry, we used to call him another comic. And I was like, Hey, Larry, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but I'm trapped here with this guy in his car. Can you come and pick me up? And this guy, I mean, that's predator shit. Like he played right, right, right. so that my hands were 10 and two so he could right. do whatever the fuck he wanted. And so, but Larry drives an hour and a half to pick me up, drives me home. So there's more of that guy than right. there is of the bad guy. And the fact that that we're calling out the bad guys. I don't have a problem with that. I, right. I'm not as good at it as the, I'm, I'm the same. Yes. I'm the same with, I'm the same. same. But I'm psyched that they're doing it because I am too, I'm, but I, I don't want them to be 
victim about it. I want or, them to be. And I don't want them to be mad at me that I didn't do enough. Right. It was a different period of time. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. I love that that you, your husband, who you met on an online dating service, not, and this is before apps, right? Yeah, it was, right. It was just, it, it was, it was the, the, the aisle next to the onion or right. next to nerve.com or whatever LA. Week right. Week. Yeah. And you met. And you were like, oh, and you ne- you said you never really had a boyfriend, like a real boyfriend before this, right? Right, like a right. Big, I just got, yeah. You like just I, got laid and you were like, oh, whatever. And and you look at him and he, you're like, oh. I, I mean, I, I love the way you describe, oh, I, I can, yeah, I can do yeah. and you're, yeah. you're good with me. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And he's a, he, right, he, he, um. Game designer. Game designer. Um, comic book lover. Got you into comic books. Because my dorkdoms were different than his, right? Right. And so he's a video, he's a video game designer, and though several years ago he did say, I don't want to make video games anymore. Right. I want to make board games. And then we look deeply into each other's eyes and he goes, yes, the lucrative world of board games. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, of course, said, I do this for a living. Do whatever the hell you want to yeah, do for right. a living. Yeah. So you met your soulmate. You got married in your uh, late 30s. Uh, yeah, 39. And you, and you were yeah. 2006, right? Or yep, 2000. Yep. And that is also, speaking of way ahead of your time, when you started a podcast. Now, this is like the third yeah. podcast ever of a comic. Um, that, <laughs> Early times, yeah. And it was like a, what was it, a like a blog pl- space or yeah, something? Yeah, it was, it was on blogs, Blogspot, Blog something. And, and yeah, the first 200 episodes are on this thing where it's just sort of a conference call that they're recording. Right. And then I went to pre-recorded. And so, but it's literally, and the first, those first three years, it was me, me and Joe Wilson. And then Joe realized he was doing most of the work but I was getting all the credit and he was like, I'm going to go do my own thing. And I was like, good. Uh, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that. And then I realized once he was gone, how much work, this is a classic Jackie Cation, by the way. I'm like, I do all, I do a lot of work. And then the person goes away and you're like, 
Oh, oh, interesting. You were yeah. doing a great deal of work. Okay. <laughs> and the same thing with my manager. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're not doing, uh, you, maybe you're not doing enough. And she's like, oh, well, then maybe we should part ways. So then we part ways. And I'm like, oh, she was doing as much as she Yeah. <laughs> she's great. Um, you're really close with Maria Bamford. Yeah, Bamford and I met in 92 when she started doing stand-up and she had a violin and she shaved her head and right. she was driving a, a Toyota Camry that she had bumper stickers on the doors and the, and the roof. And um, she's, um, but we really became friends kind of in the late nineties here, but we were friendly in, LA, right? yeah. in, in, in Minneapolis in 92, but in the late nineties, we became more friends. And then, and then we just started, she was doing the, she was like, I don't want to do the road alone. And so I was sort of, a OG service animal. And uh so we uh would go on the road and we would just split a hotel room and she would split some money with me and I would essentially make feature money and plus Aaron Hotel. And now I make headliner money plus Aaron Hotel, except when she has a sitcom and she decides to do some sort of uh sh- uh sharing, like some sort of she overpaid me so bad for three years. And I don't love her. There's there's no better example. I live in Hanoi, by the way, in 1974. I don't know if you can hear that. And, uh, but the, uh, she, uh, but she's just incredibly like, she's an incredibly good role model of how to be generous. Once you've been successful. I love her. I love her. She's such a good person. And, and you, you know, you and Lori Kilmartin, Mm-hmm. Um, the Jackie and Lori show have a, you have a podcast where you, which I love and I'm a little jealous. I'm going to be honest. Um, Ooh, where you talk you about stand up comic. And if you ever, you want to ever have a guest or want to sub out, I would love that. Um, oh my God. Yes. Cause and, we need sub outs. Yeah. Yes. I'll sub out. And you know, Lori's another person I have tremendous respect for fucking true to her craft amazing Genius, writer um just dark just a, and funny and dark smart and fu- right and you didn't know her i didn't know her did, until you started this fucking podcast we had met like a couple of times she did much like you and i she did the dork forest with kathleen madigan yeah who i had also never met love love kathleen Right. And they, their the dork best. forest, their dork forest, by the way, was about the Kennedys because they're both sad sack Irish lovers. Right. And uh, hilarious. And, uh, but the, the thing about Lori, so she wants to start a podcast in, it's been six years. So what is it, 21 to so, uh, 15? Yeah. So in 2015, she comes to me and she's like, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, I have a podcast. And she's like, no, you want to, you know how there's all these podcasts where middle aged uh, yeah. men talk about stand up? Let's do that. Uh, except for it'll, it'll be us. And I'm like, all right. So she doesn't know that essentially she's starting a friendship. Uh, Lori, Lori's social skills. <coughs> um, I know. Oh my God. Are hilarious. Right. And yeah. And so, um, we are now six years in, we are friends. She didn't know it was going to happen much like right. Nancy Kaysen didn't know that she was going to love us in the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's great. And I, you know, thanks. I really want to work with you. We have to yeah. do something. Well, you know, we're doing the bell, uh, the bell house, Lori and I on January 16th, January 16th. We're doing a, we're, we're, we're going to do a show at the bell house please wow. buy tickets so that we can do another one. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but Lori and I are both going to do sets and, and, uh, Yeah. What we should total? I'm gonna come and stay in New York for two for ten days in January. We should totally have. Let's hang out do and, something. Yeah. Okay, I would love it. I would love it because, as sh- the listeners know, we don't get to fucking do that. To to, you, to meet the comics that you heard about, right? Par- like I would see and your think they're funny. Yeah, and know that they're fu- like I was. Yes. Like, when I met Wendy Leapin, I almost oh. lost my shit. Right. I was. I was like. Why aren't you on television doing a new four and a half minutes every right. day for 365 days? Right. You, she could. She's fucking brilliant. She's one of my yeah. best friends. Oh, right. um, yeah. She sent me. Uh, She's Jewish. That's right. Wendy Liebman. <laughs> um, I'm happy you got sober. Thanks. 
And so, so is we, absolutely everyone. And that so your they, friend, when you went, you waited three months after you got sober, you couldn't go on the road, gave yeah. you, this is such a great story, sent you on the road with 21 envelopes, one to open every day. And you opened the envelope every day and it was a name of another great person. Some artist or, yeah. Yeah, Some who became sort sober. Of, yeah. It was amazing that Jane did that. And um, thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. She's just, you know what she wants? You know, there's nothing that people, people who are sober literally are rooting for you. You know, there's nothing else in the world where you're just like, well, I hope, I hope you get to stay sober. Like I have, I have an allergy. I don't drink normally. Normal people have a couple of beers. They relax. Right. They might party once or twice a year where they're like, oh my God, I was, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I start drinking. I have no idea how many drinks I'm going to have. Right. Right. I know that I'm going to drink until I run out of money. And then I'm going to see right. if I can borrow 20 bucks from you. Right. And uh, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to wake up and go, is there any booze? And feel like shit. Right. And feel like shit. And then if I don't deal with, I, it's a twofold disease where right. I don't know how much I'm going to drink. When I tried to stop drinking after my second DUI, I was like, oh, because I always knew that I drank too much, but I never, I was just like, well, don't be an idiot. And uh, so after my first DUI, I was like, well, I need to, clearly I need to stop drinking. And then I couldn't do it. And you got it another was, one. Yeah. And I got another one. There were, no one was more surprised than me that I was like, I have willpower. I'm a very strong woman. I am a very strong person. Yeah. When I don't want to do something, I don't fucking do it. And watch me not drink. And uh, guess what? That lasted three months. And then I was like, and then your brain starts going, well, you've been sober for three months. Just don't drink and drive. Right. Just don't just just have beer. Just drink. You know, don't have shots. Don't be an idiot. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right. And then beers aren't enough. Right. And then and then you're kind of half in the bag and someone goes, well, we're going to go. Um, we're going to go uh, do mushrooms and drink a bunch of booze. And you're like, OK. And like, because the first thing that also goes is your judgment. Right. <laughs> once you start drinking. And so it took me. I, I don't do it alone. Right. I'm not very good at it. And so I have to literally figure out how to stave off the first drink right right so right so if i don't start drinking won't be no problem if right. i don't start nothing won't be nothing right and then my brain starts lying to me and telling me hey you could probably just have a glass of wine you could probably oh yeah i got yes right and you'll right, be so, fine yeah right all kinds of bullshit and so what i have to do is i have to be aware that that's that's triggering in my head and that's a lie that is not a truth right. that I can just ha have one, right? So what it, the best thing that getting sober and realizing that my brain's going to lie to me and tell me to start drinking again, the best thing that's happened to me in the last 20 years of me not drinking is that I can't lie about anything. <laughs> Weird, right. right? Right. Because once I lie about anything else, that one lie, the big lie will fucking barnacle on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Drinky Drinkerson is back. And right. Kilmartin makes fun. She's like, you mean fun, Jackie? Fun, Jackie would be back. <laughs> and I was like, you say that because right. you never saw me drive. And, uh, and, and it's I, funny because you say you realize now that you were always driving drunk. That you only got caught twice, but you were driving drunk every fucking night. I had to take when I took, did the DUI thing. I, I had to take a, an alcohol awareness class that the yeah. city gives. And one of the questionnaires was how, uh, how often did you drive drunk? And so I was like, well, I would do sets four or five times a week and I would get drunk every time. So that's four or five times a week. And then when I wasn't doing sets, I would just, there's a bar two blocks away, but I would <laughs> drive to it. And so, cause I never drank at home alone. Like some, right. some drunks uh, drink alone at home though. At the end, I would uh, do a shot before I went out just to take the edge. off. Uh, hey, dummy. Anyway. So um, yeah. So I, I drunk drive all the time. So uh, we all well, win that. I don't know. Yeah, we all win. Hey, 
Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. The special is is filmed and it's also an album. Yep. Uh, it's called Staycation. And, and check out Jackie's other stuff. I mean, you're so fucking funny. Thanks. Um, check out. And they're your, all free streaming. Yeah. Right. All, and the yeah. Dork Forest and Jackie and Lori, but you can't leave yet. Cause I always ask my, um, podcast guests two questions. Okay. Number one, we're very pro mental health. I have terrible mental health. I mean, they're not terrible. They make me funny, but miserable. So what do you do for your mental health? Do you take meds? Do you meditate? What do you do? Uh, What's your mental health regime? My mental health regime is a regime. Uh, Yeah. I'm an oligarchy. Yeah. And uh, what I do (laughs) is I, uh, I do a fair amount of like um, group therapy. I do a fair amount of that. I also, the good things that I do, right. For my mental health are this sort of, uh, I talk to people. I talked, I, I bleed it off, man. I yeah. bleed off Very because important. this, my brain is, there's a nonstop fucking committee meeting. So, uh, it's so annoying. It really is. Please. We don't need to read the minutes. And, uh, so Jesus. And so, uh, th- so I do that. I do a fair amount of prayer and meditation. Uh, not enough more yeah, just same. a shout out. Uh, more like I do a shout out to whatever God, right. you know, I don't have a problem with God. Some people have a real problem. It's very funny. I have a, uh, I did a clip from the staycation thing and it was about how irritating the rapture people are. And, um, I have been invited on two atheist podcasts and I was like, now uh, I am not an atheist. I'm right. so sorry. And, uh, there's no, there's no money in it for me to be an right. atheist. What do I care? Anyway? So, uh, you know, you could be an atheist if you want to. I mean, it just feels like more work. It feels as much work being an atheist as, as being a, an a evangelical. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. as being some sort of great. Yeah. Anyway, so what I do that is not so good for my mental health, but it isn't bad. Like it could be worse, right? Is I tend to reread my favorite books. You love non. You love fiction. You love. I fiction. do love fiction, and I tend to reread. I and I re-listen on Audible, and I and I uh, I'm I and I and so I. Well, that's comforting. 
it's super comforting. And I and I'm like a toddler. I'll rewatch movies because right. I like how they end. I know how they end. They always end good. And um, and then uh, less positive uh, lately doing a little too much eating. But there you go. Oh, please. I know. Fuck it. Fucking- <laughs> That's where I'm at. Okay, and I call the podcast Kill Me Now because, <laughs> as you know, everything annoys me to the, to the point, where, like, at a, at a fuck, like, like I have no normal reaction to any sort of inconvenience. Judy Gold or, is on 11. You're on 11. Yes, I'm on 11 all the time. So I want to know what pisses you off more than anything and it makes you fucking crazy. Oh. <sighs> currently is driving me up a goddamn banana tree is guys who explain the thing that I just said to me. And you're like, oh, that's mansplaining. And I'm like, right. yeah, women do it too. Anyone who's explaining my own thing back to me, I literally, I just want to block you. And then when, or if I say something snarky about it, then they're like, oh, I guess you didn't get that I was agreeing with you and just expounding on it. I was like, no, no, I didn't get that. You know, that's interesting because I live with Elisa, um, who <laughs> is a trained therapist, although she has, you know, she doesn't really practice anymore, but nothing is benign. Like sometimes I just want to say something and for the person to go, okay. <laughs> right or yeah yeah oh that's interesting but no it has to be some fucking expansion and no i just just say sure like just say yeah. sure or yes yeah. uh i live with a literalist andy Ashcraft. oh god uh, that's what the lisa is <laughs> i'm like i'm kidding no way right i'm just riffing i'm just right and, and he's actually become really very dark and funny and it be and it and he's gotten more like hanging out with a comic and he's right and he and his stuff is very funny and it's all mine 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 right. everything everything everyone says uh if you're related to me uh it's mine so uh the <laughs> comics same. Same. same right and then if a comic says it there will be a pause and i'll be like can i use that yeah and uh and i don't have any problem like carmen morales i don't know if you know carmen morales she is uh-uh. a God damn delight. Uh, there is a there is a golden age of young comics coming up here, and they're yes. all women. They're the women that are like 25 to 40 right now. Yeah, they're doing great. Blowing my mind with yeah. the kind of stand-up that they're writing and performing. And Jenna Friedman's first Yeah, comic, yeah, yeah. Epic. Anyway, so, but Carmen Morales said, uh, yes, she's Jewish. Carmen Morales uh, said the... Uh, so she came to the album release party and I was, uh, I'm working on, and I, and I told three new jokes for the people who came for the out. Cause I was going to show clips of the, of the, of the special. Right. Three, three people did zoom guest sets, Maria Bamford, Guy Branham and, um, Marilyn Rice Cub. And, uh, oh, I love all of them. Yeah. It's all yeah. been guests on the show. Go ahead. Oh, good. And then I did three brand new jokes just to, for people who needed something. Right. And one of those jokes is about how my brother is a fly fisherman, which is just sales, which is just cold calling with with a with a fishing rod. And <laughs> Carmen Morales wrote the greatest tag in the chat. She was just like, what do I got to do to get you onto this fly? And I was like, <laughs> so you should have Carmen Morales on because she's OK. Yeah. Take, remember that, Laura. Jackie. I can't Thanks. wait to see you in January. I'm not kidding. You better fucking. I will initiate me. contact for sure. Okay. Also, tell Darla. Yes. I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I want to actually film you saying that. We could do it after, okay. but. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you're a delight. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for And I can't, me. I want to work together. Yeah. All let's these do fucking it. guys go on the road together. They all they do, they each do 25 minutes and they have a name like Dicks Who Love to You know, <laughs> eat. You know? And they go to and a bunch of take, theaters. And yeah. they do theaters and they take their shirts off, and you're like, oh, You're exhausting God. me. You're right. exhausting me. And like, do like, you know Chad do... Daniels? No. Do you know Chad Daniels? Oh no. Christ on a cracker. Uh Laura, get her to watch Dad Chaniels or Twelfth Night because he is the greatest. He's one of my favorite 
comics right now. Let's say it. He's one of my favorite male comics. Is that something? Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's what they say to us. Uh, Gross. Um, Chad Chad would never say that. Chad would never say that. He's a Minneapolis guy. Okay. He's a a goddamn delight. You'll like him because he has kids. I want Yeah, we got to do something because I'm sick of this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sick of these guys like, we have kids and we hate our wives. Like tour. Oh, my God. I, all right. So here's what, if you do jokes about how much you hate your partner, all I'm thinking is you got to get out of that relationship. Right, right, right. I am never thinking, oh yeah, this is a, where's, what's the punchline going to be? Cause right. I don't give a shit. Even right. if it's the greatest punchline in the world, I'm just like, you're killing me. Right. You're, you're just, I mean, because That's I Elliot. Never, That's the Elliot in you. It's uh right. Cause uh, the thing is my dad, he's, ah! There's absolutely, there's, I, I love, ever since I've been in a relationship, I know that I want other people to have this. Right. Right. Yeah. And if they don't have it, I can't imagine living in it. Right. It's going to be horrible. Right. So, and that's why and most it, people are fucking miserable. And there's absolutely no, you will be funnier if you are alone, if you are in a terrible Yes. Relationship, yes. I promise. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. No. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only Jackie Cation. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel. It is edited by Colin Schmeling, and it would not be possible without the help, dedication, and love of Brittany Joe Sowards. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a review. That's only five stars. Thank you. This is our, as I mentioned in the beginning, our last broadcast of the year. Thank you all so much for listening. If you will be in the New York area on Christmas Day, which is not a holiday for me, but you know, it's a holiday for everyone in a way. I will be at Stand Up New York, which is a comedy club on the Upper West Side of Manhattan on Christmas Day. And uh, I have lots of upcoming dates. So, you know, follow me. Follow me on Twitter at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. On Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. On TikTok at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Or go to my website, JudyGold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's my regular name. And you know what? If you can't figure out a gift for your loved ones for the Christmas holiday, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. It's a great gift. It is a great gift, especially for lovers of comedy. And I wrote it. So that's a great book. It's a gift. It's a book. It's everything. So happy, healthy uh, holidays. Happy New Year. Please stay safe. Please get boosted, vaxxed. Get a 10th shot. Do whatever you have to do just so we can get rid of this fucking virus. Let's hope for a, a, a good 2022. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for a successful year. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, so long.